This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day four of the AOM Q&A 100. 100 Days of Q's and A's. That's right. what it's titled. Um, we go. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 shows, 100 of which are a totally different format than this style. We've got long format. We've got uh, high production music episodes, all sorts of things. So check out all of our episodes, not just the most recent ones. That's right. Um, and we do a couple of different things. We do a prayer and we do a past gratitude. And then we jump into Q&A and a review of the day. But before that... Before we jump into everything and get to the meat, this show is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy and marriage. Go to that URL and get your free audiobook and you will love it. You will absolutely love it. Um, All right. So let's pray. Do you want to pray? And we encourage you to do these uh, things with your partner too. Pray and talk about the things to talk about and share gratitude. I will pray. All right. Go for Uh, it. God, thank you so much for this day. Help us to just bring joy and blessings into the world. Help us celebrate the the life that we have and to live it to the fullest. Amen. Amen. Thank you for, let's see, what did you do yesterday? You continue to make the house super nice. So selling stuff at our house yesterday while you were doing work here. And I appreciate that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for making excellent pho or pho or however you say it. Pho. People correct me and they say it different each time. So thank you, though, because you made it two nights ago. I'm and the, it's I'm flipping the, fantastic. I'm no. the pho, bruh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there you go, Kenneth. Hope you um, like that one. <laughs> so thank you okay. for that. All right. Um, directly into Q&A. You want to no, read the first one? Go into one? the review of the day. Okay. First, I think we read this one one time, but we're going to read it again. It was on, on a long time ago. So hands down, five stars. My husband and I love this podcast. So many great takeaways from each episode. So many useful things that people need to know about marriage. I love the vulnerability of Seth and Melanie to share their marriage with others, to grow and normalize what marriage is really like. I look forward to listening each to each new episode that comes out. Thank you. If we've shared it Five already, stars. it was worth sharing again because it was good. That's right. That's a good one. Okay. Weren't no Chucky. Let's, oh, still Just with the, J slash K, Chuck. Still with the Chucksters. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Question number one. number one. Oh, you got me? it? I got a fuzz. Uh, okay. 
So question number one says, you talk about marriage not being 100-100, which is a thing we talked about in an episode before. So how do you deal with only getting 10, 20, or 30% from your husband when you feel like you are constantly the one having to give so much more? It's exhausting. I get your point of view. The percentages really do fluctuate. But what about the partner who is always giving more than the other? Um, so thank you for the question. Does your that, partner that actually was want... me, okay. me, me, me. So... That's a great question, and one of the things I want to talk about is that idea of people say like a marriage is 100-100, but I think the whole of a marriage is 100, and partners give either you know 50%, 50%, or if it's fluctuating, mm-hmm. I might give 30, and Seth might give 70, I might give 20, and he might give 80, right? And the goal is to get to 50-50, where you're both contributing equally as much all the time, Um but what often happens is there's like an overachiever and an underachiever. Right. And then it kind of gets more and more that way as the marriage progresses, like distance or pursuer almost uh-huh. dynamic thing. But um, so what are your thoughts about that? Like talking about the she is saying my husband does not give as much as I give. Yeah. How do I make him give more? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's a hard question. It, it makes me think of uh, what we, what we've talked about in the past about this one great book. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And he says that we individually mostly only give 60% of ourselves. We think our 60 is our 100, uh-huh. right? But there's actually 40% left in the tank, but we just think that, we're, that we Max don't have that. Max out at 60%, yeah. So I would ask myself, what does he believe that he's giving? Is he thinking that he's just tapping out at 100 and he's always drained? He, he may be. I don't know. I would like to know what that looks like. Is is this about housework? Is it about yard work? Is it about kids' responsibilities? Is it about making money outside of the home? What what percentages are you talking about? And it's hard because we can't make somebody else do something. Like, we, we get married. We think we can. Oh, I can change my spouse. I can make Melody do this and do this. I can argue and fuss at her and stuff, but if she doesn't want to change, then she's not going to change. So I would ask mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, clarifying questions around this, and you can't make your husband change. Like, you can't make me change mm-hmm. just by fussing and nagging or doing whatever, right? I have to change because I want to. Mm-hmm. But so, I, I do want to say, though, uh-huh. uh, this is something that takes a lot of really um, intentional thought about. Right. Because... If I were to judge, oh, well, I'm doing 90% of the work and Seth is doing 10% of the work in any given area of our relationship, there are things that matter to me that Seth doesn't give a crap about. Mm -hmm. And he's never going to give a crap about. And if I just sit there and go, you need to care about this, you need to care about this, you need to care about this, he's going to hate it. Right. He's th- We've done that before. He and I have literally gone around that mountain a billion times. And it takes me actually realizing, oh, Seth will literally never care about like the gross spit that he leaves in the of toothpaste spit. in the sink or putting his shoes right in the entryway. He will never care about that or think that it's bad or think that it's... Um, matters, right? And so me perpetually being like, you don't do the 90% that you're supposed to do. He's never going to do it. Uh And I am only spinning my wheels and making it worse and making him feel worse for trying to make him do that work. Are you saying accept it? Accept that I leave my shoes there and then that's it? Or because I don't think that's No, 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 no. I'm saying that you need to analyze, like literally pick apart all the things you're saying that your partner doesn't do for you or Uh do as much as you do. 
and then figure out how much it matters to that partner. Like scale it, put it to like, okay, Seth cares 10% about the shoes. He cares 90% about food in the fridge. He cares 1% about a clean sink. Mm -hmm. And then say, okay, I need help with these areas, but never expect him to care the mm. way that you care right. about those things. Because when I read that email, I get what she's saying and I get what she's feeling. And there's a lot to it. And obviously, we don't know the whole story. But oftentimes, we are expecting that our partner gives a crap. Right. And and we're getting, we're internalizing things mm-hmm. because if, oh, Seth doesn't care about the shoes, he must not care about me. If he did care about me, he would put the He'd shoes put away. put the shoes away, yeah. But that's just literally, I'm thinking about 18 million other things, right? So mm-hmm. I would look at and how, hold on, I would look at how like we're internalizing things. And then also, use the clearing structure around that because maybe maybe I don't know that it hurts Melanie's feelings but her telling me you always leave your shoes there uh-huh. that that doesn't do anything for me that just puts me on the defense right remember criticism and uh, criticism and sarcasm only brings defense so if you're saying something to me with those two uh, modes, modes yeah. I guess uh, I'm just going to defend myself and I'm not going to listen to what you're mm-hmm. saying so use the clearing structure oh, that just oh, like oh what happened that what happened? You oh, that, that disappears or makes it disappears. gone uh, uh, a lot of, of confusion. So mm-hmm. definitely use that. Yeah. But I would say too, like you can't, sometimes you just can't let that stuff hurt your feelings. Sounds stupid, but I wish someone had told me that a hundred yeah. years ago. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Oh my goodness. This is exactly <laughs> how I feel. It makes me feel like my partner never thinks about yeah. me. So here's yeah. a funny, like a funny thought about that is that sometimes Seth is doing the thing he actually really thinks I would love for him to do. And I like zero care about it. Right. So we've had conversations about, does this thing matter to you that I'm spending my time doing mm-hmm. or not? Man, that clarifies a lot. Yes, it does. Um, okay. Okay. Next question. question number two. I've always, I've always, so I think this is from a wife, female. I've always struggled uh, with sex in our marriage. My husband is the adventurous one. He wants to try different things and be weird. I don't. I want our bed, lights off, same thing every time. But that's when we do have sex. I don't have a high sex drive. My husband does. Does this mean I should force myself to want to have sex more often? I can tell he is bothered that I never initiate. We will go three to four weeks without sex and doesn't bother me. Do I just force myself to do it just to please him? Is that wrong? I Do I force myself to try things he wants? Do I put myself out of my comfort zone? I am so confused and feel like I have no one that I can ask this to. He has a history of pornography, and I'm kind of scared I'll lose him to that. Okay, so there's a bunch of things here, right? So let's just start with the the idea of forcing yourself to do something. And we talk about in a couple of sex and intimacy series, and other times we talk about sex and intimacy, we talk about the idea of connection and pleasure, Mm -hmm. right? And if we're trying to, like, force... So, okay, say we sit down at a dinner, right? And and you're like, we're having everything broccoli. Fried broccoli, Eat sauteed, all the broccoli. sauteed broccoli. And I'm like, not again, please. Not broccoli, right? And I'm just like, have no connection, no pleasure to it. Then I'm not going to like that dinner, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like anything about it. And especially if I'm going into like, oh, we're having broccoli for the second time this week. Okay, this is terrible. There's no connection. There's no pleasure in that, right? So I think having a real conversation around that, like Melanie, I know that you like broccoli, but it is abhorrent to me. I cannot eat broccoli 
again, right? So what can we do to, okay, well, let's have something different. How do you find connection and pleasure? How do you like food? How do you, uh, I don't know, um, is... <laughs> Is, does this make sense? Sure, but I, I do think it needs to start a, a few steps back. Okay. If this, the person who sent in the question, thank you for sending it in. If you have not listened to all of our sex and intimacy episodes, please do. So go into, go to anatomyofmarriage.com and search in the little search bar, sex and intimacy. And, or there, I mean, they'll all be categorized in one spot for you. There's right. something like 18 episodes all about sex and intimacy. So Seth is refer- referencing, referring to um, Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers, who talked about the idea of sex not just being intercourse, but being connection and pleasure. Right. In this culture, we think of sex only as intercourse. We do not think of it as connection and pleasure. Um, we think of it sort of through the lens of pornography, which is not great, which is a lot of what you're talking about. You're talking about just, do I just get through it? Is it blah? Is it this? Right. Um, and the, the, I want to address, though, so first, listen to all the episodes. The other thing I wanted to address, though, was the idea of I don't like sex. It's not good. I just want it the same. I just want to get it done with, like that kind of mindset. Uh-huh. That tells me, uh, and, and that's very similar to how I used to be. So that tells me that um, you haven't discovered for yourself what type and the kind of sex that you actually really enjoy. And so I'm, this is going to sound super weird. I know I've said it before, though. Uh, when I started doing that in our marriage and trying to figure out, like, what sex actually do I want? What do I enjoy? What do I not? Um, and, and this was just sort of like the baby steps of having better sex and having better intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I want relaxation sex. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I want sex that is like calming and warm, makes me feel like I'm in a bath, makes me feel like I'm you know, had a glass of, like, it makes me feel like I've had a glass of wine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's it's yeah. like dark chocolate, red wine, bubble bath sex. I don't ah. mean I want those things. I want my sex to feel like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that was the sort of starting point for me to to kind of discover my own sexual self in a, in a holistic way, not a pornographic way, not in a... Um, like a objectified objectification way in, in a, a holistic relational intimate connecting pleasuring. connecting and pleasurable way right so that's the second part of what i'm hearing is that first go listen to the episodes second find the kind of sex you actually want right, right. i need to have the bed be hot i mean physically warm like i put a bed buddy like a heated pad in my bed like i have to do those things again with the bed otherwise i don't enjoy it and so so i just wanted to kind of invite that to you the second thing was um your language is a lot like mine i Mm. I don't want anything weird that's how i talk right? right you don't want weird sex you want normal sex well that's yeah, Just what, shows what is me your idea you're... of, so, yeah, what is your idea of weird? I wanted to say thank you for kind of going backwards because I jumped, like, forwards in this, mm-hmm. and you're bringing a ton of richness that I didn't see. So, good job, for real. You're welcome. Um, but I would say, too, like, to go to our, go to anatomyofmarriage.com, download the season one uh, audio workbook and workbook, the free PDF, fillable PDF. There's a whole section on sex and intimacy right. that helps address your mindset around sex and intimacy. Like, do you think it's gross? Did you Were you raised in a home that was shaming? Like, these are all things that mm-hmm. you really need to be having conversations about that will help you kind of change your brain. And no, 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 you do not just do what your partner wants you to do and get through it. That's right. not okay. And, I, and trust me, your partner doesn't want you to do that either. Exactly. That's not going to be sustainable. That's 
that's not going to be fulfilling for you for sure no. or fulfilling for him and just the just the idea of getting through it i think in this culture what's okay in this culture, we think a lot about, okay, if I just white knuckle this and get through it, that's how I like live my life forever. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, can't, I cannot do that anymore just because I can, just because I have the resources, just because I'm able to. White knuckling things does not work, and it's not, it's not fun. You also don't have to do with that. You don't have to do that. There was one comment that said, uh, um, right outside the comfort zone is where the magic happens. and That's that- the zone of proximal development. Dude. That's what that's called. You're super smart. Comfort zone? Getting out of the comfort zone is exactly where the, the you know, magic happens or, or whatever. I, I have found that anytime that I've gotten out of my comfort zone, yeah, sure, it's hard. Duh. It's getting out of your comfort zone. But on the other side of that, it's worth it. It's connecting. And I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about public speaking well, or doing what you don't getting think you outside can do. of your comfort zone in this particular conversation would mean for you and your husband to talk about this right that to have means, a long conversation yeah, like about using it. the clearing structures writing down i mean and it's all in the workbook so things i do like things i don't like touch me here don't touch me there do i mean and that's you need to create a new foundation for your sex and intimacy in your marriage that what, what i'm hearing you say is we don't have a solid foundation we don't have good communication about it. We don't like the same things. We don't want the same things. You'll never like them and want them and have that foundation if you don't start over and build that foundation. Right. Like you have to just kind of knock down what's currently there and start building that foundation. And that process sounds terrifying, Yes, but you can do it. It's in the zone of proximal development. All of the tools are there for you for free. And you've got uh, 18 episodes of our podcast that you can listen to with sex therapists and experts in this field, right? And so start those conversations really slowly, knowing that you're going to feel uncomfortable, but also knowing that the reward is one day, woman, you will be having sex that you cannot believe. And you will not believe that you enjoy it so much, that you actually want it, that it feels so good. I mean, it's a skill. It is a skill. So as Melanie was saying in the, the sex therapy episodes that we did, let our vulnerability normalize and kind of hold your hand through that yeah comfort zone and or, be or the hel- start helping you to get out of yeah. your comfort zone because it yeah it is it is scary trust me we know and it's not like oh okay we we did something we talked about it and now we're great no it's a continual process that evolves that changes that moves here and takes you here that you didn't know or like oh this is scary yeah. again but that's just the process. Mm-hmm. And I would say, so if this is something that you are saying, yes, I want to talk to my husband about this. Yes, I want to change this in our, our relationship. What I would suggest is you bring it up to your husband like this. Hey, sweetheart, I love you so much. I want to be more intentional around our intimacy and connect with you more. You do not say, I don't like how we have sex. Right. You don't do that. The second thing you do is you say, I have these XYZ episodes I want us to listen to together. We don't need to be physically in the same space, but we can listen to them. Like, let's say on day one, we listen to episode seven and you're going to work and I'm at home or whatever that looks like. And then we come back together that night and we talk about what we heard that day. Right. We talk about, we we take notes. We say, wow, Seth talked about being nervous about initiating sex and Melanie talked about how he never does foreplay and they did this. Then you have a conversation about what we had a conversation about. And then you just start there. And then the next day you do the same thing, 
right? You you listen to the next episode, you talk about it together. You have like you use our vulnerability as a jumping off point, uh, a way to start your conversations around how to heal this and build new foundations. Right. It's think, all there. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I think that's all I was going to say. So let's see. Aaron says, it's true. That series has changed a lot for my mindset. Awesome. Yay. And let's see. What else? What? Um, let's see. Such a tough situation and so much to balance. Staying true to your own wants and desires in your own body versus being the thing that your husband wants. That is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Why does this say that? I don't, I don't understand know. it. Okay. So that's, that's boring stuff. We don't have to figure that out. So... Uh, <laughs> Okay, you guys, it's about 16 minutes in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Keep those questions coming. We're going to continue to mm-hmm. answer them to the best of our ability. I love it how the, the people are commenting on both Facebook Live and Instagram mm-hmm. Live. And we, I encourage you to join the Anatomy of, group, Anatomy Anatomy of, of group. Marriage Facebook groups. There's men's groups, there's women's groups, and then there's an open group. And you guys are having awesome conversations over there, and I just thank you so much for it. So re- remember to go rate and review the show. Anything else, Mel? Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy marriage and get a free audiobook on us. If you're not doing it, you're losing out, my friends. Right. Audiobooks are like gold. They are. So have free a gold. wonderful day. Thank you so much. And rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I don't know if you said that already. I did, yeah. Uh, share it with right. your friends. All have right. a lovely day. All right. Bye. See you later.